It's your boy King David Ridgewood Bushwick GMS Grown man status 4D foundations Let me make you feel like today's the day we leave this phase Moving forward, find the exit to this maze Let me make you feel like there will be better days Sit back, relax, puff on this haze Open your eyes so you can see my vision Let me open your heart so you can feel my thoughts Allow me to make you feel your wounds healed and tightly sealed I'm here for you, with the truth never concealed The past is a lesson, we fail to learn Using excuses as a weapon to kill the pain and suffering The past is a tool a smart man would use To fine tune the future, I bring the good news The new kid on the block, my name is David With different mental menu, I provide the monumental Together as one, it's only fundamental Put your fist in the air, holla Take none of this literal Just related to your life As I portray my thoughts lyrical Let's not get technical You got to be a bit more flexible I make you think it twice Every time that I ride next to you Close your eyes Imagine a place with no race Everybody becomes equal Get rid of your ego Over here we don't accept those Nah And you already know kid The team come primo This world is full of jealousy and envy Believe me But not in my circle We are free of this demon Let me be the light Guide you through the tunnel In the middle of my struggle Somehow it made me stronger Somehow it made me wiser Open my eyes wider My people are fighters So I told them never ever King David Surrender's not an option Toe to toe against life We came to get it pop Today is looking sorry So I'm living for tomorrow If I could save the world With the words I let you borrow I never know which move Is gonna come next So I hop before I leave And come true as I speak Everybody gather round Together as one Open your mouth And let them know that you exist There's no reason for us to live like this We got to get up, get out and make a difference Disoriented, I'm dizzy, it spins viciously Life is hectic, believe it, it ain't no picnic Try to relax and you lose it, I won't do it That's why I work to improve and keep grinding till I rule it Together as one, it's not about being the one If you're strong, then come on and link on like both cross I wish that I could make a world that I can understand I lead the people as you're holding my hand Cause we can make it happen like cause and effect Press the reset, pick it up and start over Let's be the ones to overcome and get sober Let's be the ones to refocus what we after Everybody gather round, together as one In unison, we're stronger than them Today is looking sorry, so I'm living for tomorrow If I could save the world with the words I let you borrow I never know which move is gonna come next So I hop before I leave and come true as I speak Everybody gather round, together as one Open your mouth and let them know that you exist There's no reason for us to live like this We got to get up, get out and make a difference Everybody gather round, together as one Yeah, together as one Everybody gather round, together as one Yeah, together as one Everybody gather round, together as one Yeah, together as one Everybody gather round, together as one For yeah. the foundation, together as one It's your boy King David Ridgewood Bushwick GMS Yeah, big talking brewskis Marissa Smith is who you see 
What a cooler combo in here. Crack the cold wall, we're on the air. Big talk and brewski. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack the cold wall, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talk and brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith. Camera today. Hey guys, yeah. happy Friday. This is Big Talking Brewskis. I'm Marissa Smith. And I've got Rodney Daniels with me. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. It's Big Talking Brewskis time. And I've got Darren Smith with me. Woo! Happy Friday, everybody out there listening, man. So, uh, Darren, how was your week? It's actually been uh, it's been pretty special. Uh, I've had a lot of good news. I had a pretty amazing performance out at the Mockingbird where I met you at. Yeah. I think three weeks ago. So I'm looking forward to being there again Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tacos for two hours and tecates in the city. How can you beat it? Yeah, it's um, and Todd Monesty is awesome. I've known him for years. It runs a great show. I think that show has been running for like, I, like I don't know, maybe eight, nine years or something like Ten that. Oh wow! Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Two Tuesdays ago. Oh wow! So it's been running for ten years, and it's a like a great time. And uh, I like I like uh, Darren said like. It's at the Mockingbird now, and they've got like great food, and you should definitely check it out. It's I think he actually has me booked in September. I mean October. Oh no! Ugg it, ugg it, everybody, yeah. ugg it. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag ugg comedy. I always wish I could stay out for the after, because I'm sure that the after party is like sick. But like, you know, I gotta get up early, so I'm just like, oh, I'm they're just go watching home, wrestling. Oh, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go this week. It was like it was a beautiful bar. I had a nice pool table, great people there, and everybody's like. Just circling around one TV watching wrestling. I yeah. was like, this yeah. is what was it, WWE. Cherry? Cherry Tavern. Yeah. yeah Shout out to those folks. I've, I feel like every time I hang out with Todd, somewhere in the night we end up at Cherry's, and I have no idea where it is because I'm always like so drunk by the time I get there. Oh. I'm just like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I know that I'm at Cherry's, but I have no idea where Cherry's is. <laughs> Thank God for Google Maps. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> or, or Todd just being like, no, we go this way. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like... But, uh, Rodney, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I just, you know, uh, worked. I was working. I got a new job. So Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I finished training and, like, I passed this, like, 50-question test. Not multiple choice. They're, like, serious about this shit. <laughs> how, how many things are in our top salad? Name all 12. And you're like, great. Here we go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was good. And then um, I had a pretty weird dating experience. Like... I was on Grinder and I was like chatting with this guy and he sent me a picture of his ID but like was information like blocked out and this dude was born in 1997. Uh, what? I know. I was just like, fuck. I'm old. Like, 97? <laughs> like I was already a teenager by then, folks. Like, fuck. I was I mean, in college. Right? I mean, but that makes him 20 for everybody out there listening. Okay. Yeah, I was like really fucking up with my math. I was like, that, is that wait, is that, is that really <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <It's America. laughs> no anymore. America. <laughs> right, America. <laughs> Does it even matter? Yeah. So Marissa, how was your week? My week was good. Um, you know, it just uh, did a bunch of shows. Um, I did the pin on Monday and uh, that was fun. 
uh, it was uh, an improv show, but they had like stand-ups in between. It was called Big Vocab. Ooh, and okay. so uh, basically they had the audience pick a number from like 1 to 100, and then each number represented like an SAT word. And so then they, like the improvers would like base their improv off of this SAT word. And then um, I actually asked... Give me, give, me, give me an example of one of the words. Um, one of the words was provocative. Ooh, mm-hmm. Good choice. And then uh, my word was compassion. I asked for a word because I'm, I'm on Sunday. I'm doing standprov at uh, Broadway Comedy Club, and so it's like basically it's stand up, but like we're gonna get suggestions from the audience, and then we have to build a set right there based on the word that they give us. Oh, that sounds hard but fun at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like know? I was like, just like, oh, this is actually gonna be like awesome, or this is gonna be like ah. Why did I do this? Uh, right. But, uh, <laughs> so, like, I just kind of wanted the challenge of, like, getting a word and then trying to use the word. Okay. So, uh, you know, and then Tuesday I did uh, Grizzly Pear. I did uh, Naruda's show at Grizzly Pear. Okay. And Love Naruda. Naruda's good. Um, you know, Naruda's Naruda. Yeah. And so, uh, you know. That's a cool name. I'm sorry. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. He's been on the show before. Naruto's awesome. He uh, runs the Harlem Comedy Festival. And, um, you know, oh, and I started seeing a new therapist. I got a new therapist. Okay, so you had the first date with a new therapist. How did that go? It was good. It was good. I like her, you know. Okay. And I ran, like. So you went with a chick this time instead of going with a guy. Yeah, I did. Huh. Yeah. And okay. so, um, which was funny because on my way to the therapist, I saw um, Susan Sarandon. Wow. Randomly, <laughs> just <laughs> New York City, walking on the street. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, I was walking and I was just like, and, and she was coming towards me. And I'm like, she looks very familiar. And then as she like started like coming to focus, I was just like, that's Susan Sarandon. And, and you know, it took me everything to be like, ah, you lost us the election. But, you know, I didn't see oh, it. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to blame her for the aliens and everything. <laughs> wow. No, I'm blaming her for the election. Uh, but yeah, so it was good. It was good. Um, so, Darren, uh, hemp or cannabis? Which one? Hemp or campus? Cannabis. Oh, hemp or cannabis. cannabis. I would say both for me personally. Um Oh, what's the difference? So great for question. people that don't know yes. the difference. This is a great question. This is part of my favorite life research. So the main difference between hemp and cannabis is really just uh, Uncle Reggie that you would get for $5 from any random guy on a corner. And cannabis being that higher grade quality um, marijuana that has a name normally, like Sour, Loud, or Kush um, in general. But in difference uh, on the political side of things is that hemp is um, hemp is industrial at this point and it has been for quite a few years and it uh has over a thousand uses so it doesn't just get you high it can also make you money and uh if you're paying attention to the stock market it's a great time to look into that so shout out to hemp inc because i appreciate what you're doing shout out to north carolina and uh everybody that's smoking weed (laughs) oh yeah so now like are there differences in the kind of highs that you get like hemp versus cannabis see that's a really good question as a person that's been enjoying both of them for quite a while um, like I didn't even know because like for me when I think of hemp I think of like hemp rope and hemp clothes like I don't think of hemp as being smokable I always kind of thought all of it was cannabis 
Well, in a sense, like humans, right, we all have different derivatives that make us who we are. Um, but we all, in, in reality, have the same functions and needs. So if you apply that basic um, knowledge to the plant itself, hemp is um, more or less a special ed cousin. But it still lives life, it still smiles, and it still can make you happy just like cannabis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like one of my biggest inspirations is a person with Down syndrome, so I like to think that everyone's very special, and you know, there's no difference between us and most plants around us. So, right. You know, we all grow at our own rates, but um, as far as the effect, if you're rolling it up with seeds, you're probably not going to enjoy it when you smoke the seed. But that's only people that complain a lot every day. Um, a regular smoker like me. It doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> so does like, hemp have more seeds than cannabis? Yeah, because that's a real difference, all right? So I didn't break that part down, is that hemp is mostly male plants, which hold the seeds. Um, a lot of times high-grade seeds are grown around male plants. And so in the cultivation, even though I'm not a scientist at this shit, I've been paying attention, um, you know, they normally separate the female plants from the male plants. And um, sometimes that's indoor, that's outdoor. But either way, you have your hybrids. And so sometimes you get really high grade quality weed with seeds in it, which is also a blessing because, hey, that's a great strain that you want to grow. Right. Okay. But like for the most part, they kind of have the same effect. Yeah, I mean, like, I get high and go to sleep no matter what I'm fucking smoking. Like, <laughs> that's the main shit. Like, do I want to feel good? Do I want to, like, smile extra? Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, living in New York, it's like a blessing, right? With cannabis, you have some of the best prices that you can have as far as on the streets. It's even better than some of the legal states um, in the stores and dispensaries that you go to. So, you know, I, it's kind of a blessing, but you can't find mid-grade I, anywhere. I, I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I lived in uh, Los Angeles for eight years. So, like, I was actually able to experience, like, real legalization of we go to the store they weigh it. You get like shout out to like, the commission in New York City. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> no for real. There they have like weed happy hour. If you go between like four and seven, and you'll get like an eighth. America. And they'll throw like an extra joint on there. They'll give you an edible, and they'll give you a free dab of wax. Like so, the weed wax? man's not doing that every day. That's like a Friday special. He's like, yeah, right. I'm high. I'm that's lit. what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm like. Wait that's a, a great combo though. No, like that, an eighth plus. Like right plus a joint. Plus an edible. Yeah, that would be a hell So so wax is like uh, a concentrated form of THC. It's a liquid form. Okay. And uh, now they have them where you're able to do them in like a a pen. Mm -hmm. Much more efficient. They're much more efficient. But when it first started, uh, they would have to like superheat it up with like a a blowtorch and you would hit it. It looks very dangerous. It looks looks like you're doing crack. It's freebasing weed technically. It it is freebasing weed. weed. Yeah. Yeah. But you do it with a bong normally instead of a crack pipe. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Nice. There's people out there still mixing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, but that gets you like extremely high. That's how prior got lit. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, so now I also hear that there's like, um, I guess I, maybe it's a cannabis or maybe it's a hemp. I'm not really sure because I'm not an aficionado. On the, the, but that different types of weed like has different effects. So like if you have like you know if you get like anxious or whatever, there's one that does one and another. I don't it's know. What uh, those indica are. and sativa. Okay. Those are the two like major strands, and you have hybrids, which like are a little bit of both. So uh, indicas give you more of like a head high, right? Or is it, or is so it? that's the general conception. Yeah. But if you do enough research on 
the two strands and the hybrids. And in and, and reality, it's just good marketing because everything is really based upon the individual and their kind of uh, physiological makeup and their psychology. Some people like a placebo in a sense. Like if, if you uh, say that this is going to make you sit down every day and it's going to make you tired. Like I smoke different weeds and it's like I do the same shit. Like. But that's the whole thing. <laughs> if you go – if you, have you been to California? Not yet. When you go, you can literally – you'll try a specific high-grade indica and it will make you feel a certain type of way. Yes. And you try a specific high-grade sativa and that makes you feel a certain like type of way. You can, you can really tell the difference. It's kind of like white liquor and brown liquor. Like it, it affects you differently. Okay. Right. So now the, I need to do more research. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you've been researching though. You watch Viceland, huh? <laughs> I do. It's like the worst channel to watch because it makes it you is. use all your drugs in the house, and it's like, oh, uh, this shit's about to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people don't know Viceland is this. Uh, Look yeah, at my resume, by the way, Vice. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. There, it's, it's it's an awesome channel, but they like are really in support of marijuana legalization they show like all these like educational videos about um like i watched like this one about colorado and like people come into colorado this like one kid he had some like rare disease that, like what that like messed up his like organs but like they would be like inflamed <laughs> right and then he like moved to colorado where marijuana is legal and he he's, he's like 14 but able to like smoke marijuana and it completely made him better it was, it, the only sad part about that whole episode was like him and his family had to isolate themselves from everybody else just so he could live and he yeah was like yeah that. and as a young kid that's a hard thing to like have to decipher and like and it's great that he was a, an example you know what i'm saying because when it comes down to it the medical industry the political industry everybody needs to pay attention to what's working right so what they're telling us as is an example of an experiment cra- like, the crazy yeah. part was if he were to go back to like where he was from and they drug tested him his parents would go to jail for yep. child neglect but like wouldn't he be able to get like a prescription for medical marijuana um but where he's from they no, couldn't ship not, it to him i mean well now that california is a completely recre- recreational legal state yes but before, no, you would need to be over the age of 18 mm. oh, okay. in order to get a prescription. So now, indica and stevia. Sativa. St- okay. Sativa. <laughs> Sativa? Sativa. Okay, so indica and stativa. So what's the difference again? Um, indicas give you more of a head high. Sativas give you more of like a body high. So one makes you think a lot and the other one makes you think about going Makes you to sleep. more like relaxed. Oh, okay. Like sativa makes you more like relaxed, and indica makes you like more like conscious. A little bit of both. Yeah, I like I like both. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Reggie. We still love you. Come back, come back, and check us out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you don't enjoy marijuana because you seem don't so I, lost over. Yeah, like, I don't. She's can I make a suggestion? Lose the therapist and get marijuana. Like you'll talk to yourself and have a lot better conversations. I already talked to myself. <laughs> um, but uh, no, like uh, I, the last time I smoked was like literally like nine eleven because I thought the world was ending. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like Thank you, I don't. CIA. Yeah, like I don't. Uh, I don't do because like I get very anxious and paranoid, and so like. I, I remember in college, my roommates, they got me, um, a, I don't know, something, that, I can't remember the name of it or whatever, but it was supposed to be, like, 
like uh like albino weed or something like that it was Damn. Like, like white rhino oh probably but like <laughs> it was just like and so like they they all pulled their money together and it was supposed to be real expensive and they're like no it's like you know like this is like your 19th birthday your last year of your teens like we're gonna like live it up and i was like okay and so like i took like two hits of it and then i went to the cafeteria for lunch and I went to a real small college, so everybody was just like, hey, Morris, happy birthday. Where's the party? I'm like, how does everybody know it's my birthday? Like, you know, and, and it was just like getting real. And like, oh my God. They all know. <laughs> but, okay, but that's that's the thing. Were you born on 9 11? No. no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> um, no, that's the thing, though, is that like people. Um, like you know when you first start drinking like you the first like couple of times you drink even just like a beer kind of fucks you up for yeah. no reason the same way with marijuana mm-hmm. if you were to actually sat and smoked a blunt and like woke up the next day and smoked another blunt you would be able to kind of handle it, it doesn't make your you like freak out your tolerance goes up so like that whole paranoia like when you first like did it for the first time that feeling will go away and then you'll start to just feel more relaxed less anxious and calm I don't know. I locked facts. myself in the closet yo, on my own birthday. Yo, Rodney's just spitting facts out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Like, you I say that now, own... but that's because you haven't really tried it. I Maybe just we know, should smoke like, a blunt I... after the show. Facts. No. I got a comedy <laughs> show. <laughs> it's like, no. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, because, like, I literally locked my, like, I literally put myself in my own closet for my birthday and, like, People came into my room to wish me happy birthday while I'm in my closet with a blanket and my pillow, like just one at a time, just one at a time to my like roommate. Visit. <laughs> like, what? Like, it's it's what happened like, to her? She hit some marijuana. <laughs> it's just like, and I was like, never again. Wow, that's never. a whole birthday. It, and I then, hope the next year was like way fucking amazing. Like that sounds pretty traumatic. I I just drank a lot the next year, but like Sweet. I did. Uh, what did I do the next year? I did a power hour, but I did 20 shots. Mm. No, 21, because I was turning 20. So I did 21. Wow. Um, did you think about big talking so for, back then? <laughs> no, but I've always been into beer. Uh, a power people, hour is when you take... Um, so people that don't know what a power hour is, you take one shot of beer every minute for an hour. America. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I've done it. That's used to be like how I'd kick off my weekend was like I'd do a power hour before I went out. It hum- it turns out to be about three beers an hour, mm. which is not that. It's crazy. not really crazy, but I like you keep an alarm. Right well, you keep a clock in front of you. You pour a shot of beer, and then like every time the minute changes, you take another shot. But that you just get real fucked up in an hour. Yeah, that's a that's lot only of an hour. Too, like. You can't dedicate yourself for an hour. That's like one hour. How do you talk to people while you're doing that? You're all you're sitting all around, just waiting, looking at the clock. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and it's like pretty much like shot, and then it's like haha. Yeah. No, like you're still drinking. The do you beer. have a side beer like while you're doing this? It's like right. beer pong. You drink on the side while you're playing. Uh, I probably would because I'm an alcoholic, so. Beer pong, I don't hey, hey. see. Like, I don't like beer pong either because that ball what? is so nasty. What? Yeah, see, How she's are you like about beer the... and not like beer pong? Because the ball is gross. It's like you if you think about it, the ball is kind of gross though. But you could use water. Water. 
Cause how? Like, oh, the water's disinfecting. That's what grown-ups do. You dunk it into the water. water? The water's not disinfecting You're not shit. drinking the water, though. But the ball is still dirty once you put it in the, the water. Like, as soon as you put the dirty ball in the water, the so water's dirty. So you're a germaphobe, too? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, majorly. Okay, I right. mean, but, you know, if you're outside playing beer pong, like, in California, the ball's hitting dirt Just and shit. Just use hand sanitizer. Like, when you, come and on. Then I'm so, and then it goes into the beer, and I'm supposed to now drink, like, ball yeah. beer See, sanitizer. See, y'all mixing beer cup and water cup. I well, think. No, because there's, <laughs> there's a water cup on the side that you dump the ball, no, dump the ball in to clean it off, right? No, but you can alternate water in the cups that you're shooting into. That way you don't have to worry about the whole germaphobe thing. That's what we did at Empire State Music Festival three weeks ago. Oh, so it's like water in the cups, yes. and then you just you drink, drink a beer. beer from whatever uh, okay. vessel you uh, want that's safe. All okay, right. that's not real that's beer that's not how there. we played, though. No, they pour, like, you're supposed to like pour a little beer in the, the, in the, the, in the cups. cups. Y'all are saying like there's rules. The cup. Okay, well, okay. that's just how. Well, back in the day when we <laughs> played the beer pong, that's how we played it. Um, so, are you originally from New York? No, I'm actually from North Carolina. Shout out to Charlotte. Shout out okay, to awesome. Yeah. Carolina's in the house. I used yeah. to live in South Carolina. Yeah, I'm from there too, kind of. Yeah, what Charles- part? Charleston. Oh, I got cousins down on Tougaloo Road. Okay. And Chicken, uh, Hollywood, you know that section? Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> when you're in Charleston, like you're here in Hollywood, it's like, whoa, something special's about to happen. Yeah. Like, no, you just no, find Piggly Wiggly. It's not. It's like Piggly Wiggly. I'm a all-American blend of uh, Native American, African American, and uh, I guess you can call it white. Yeah, my oh. dad's half Indian, and you are nice. What tribe? Oh, let's no, do an ancestral. So what? What tribes are are you? Um, technically, I'm Lumbee, which is the biggest tribe in the state of North Carolina, but that's composed of at least three tribes. Choctaw, Croatan, Seminole, so there's probably four. And uh, we were the first English-speaking tribe to be uh, found, I guess, because uh, we had, story goes, that uh, the lost colony that made it to America landed in our region between Virginia and North Carolina and settled in with the Indians and the free slaves that were mixing. And that's why everybody in Robinson County looks like us plus a few extra white folks. So, Right. Okay. But uh, it's, it's a beautiful tribe. I'm like um, part Blackfoot and what? um You want to fight later? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you get reparations. <laughs> Wait, do you? No, nah, man. That's the fucked up shit. Like, um, and when it comes down to it, like... Uh, our tribal leadership could be better and make it more accessible for people to get the benefits that are accessible. Um, since I'm a quarter, I would be entitled to being a member of the state tribe. But we don't get any federal benefits because uh, you know how us as African Americans, we have the one-drop blood quantum. Uh-huh. Right. So for Native Americans, you have to have at least an eighth of the blood quantum. So uh, I fall in that spectrum. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Because I have an ex-boyfriend in Wisconsin. I forget what tribe he's like part of, but he gets... Like $2,000 a month. Yeah, it's some idiots out there that just lose out on free money. I met a Cherokee one time that didn't file his papers for free $20,000. I was like, you're working at a Boy Scout camp right now. Like, what the fuck right, are you thinking? Yeah, like, no, he gets <laughs> <laughs> $20,000? I'm like, yo, yeah, you're no, 19. No, his, that fucking changes your like, life. Right, he got it when he was like 20, and it was like $2,000 a month for the rest of his life. Yeah. No, just Shout out to the government for fucking with the other child. now they still are people you know we all cousins so um how do you like new york compared to uh carolinas well actually it's um i never wanted to be in new york uh is uh it was a lot of heart heart uh tears and 
I guess, U-turns in the brains. But uh, since I got here, I really enjoyed what I was doing. I needed a change of scenery. I got here and um, was working with Hurricane Sandy survivors. So every day was meaningful. Talk more to Mike. Everything was meaningful. Um, every day was an adventure and solving a problem to help someone's life. So I really got involved in that. And in that time, I was allowed space to develop my own self as an artist. I was teaching myself music before I left North Carolina, and um, I was always a writer. So I just wanted to see what New York had because everybody's like, oh, you got to go to New York to make it. And I was like, fuck that. I can do everything back at home in North Carolina. Like, right. But, you know, life takes you on a journey, and I'm here. I so, came back. <laughs> so you've been here since Sandy? I came up a year later. So um, I came up November 1st, to be exact. And uh, I worked with Friends of Rockaway out in the Rockaway. Shout out to St. Bernard Project and all the work they've done across the nation. Hopefully they'll be making it to the Harvey and Irma uh, survivors and impacted individuals. For any other storm in the future, but yeah, um, it's been a blessing to be here. I've really kind of got to know uh, the community in a sense, and it's the first time I've ever lived by a beach. So like, being from Charlotte, North Carolina, and living in the mountains, like living by a beach is a fucking dream. Like, <laughs> it sucks going everywhere else away from Rockaway, but fuck. I was gonna say, wow, so you live by Rockaway? That's like <laughs> a minute. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, how do you do it? Like, yeah, I just. I, I have to leave, like, to do shit. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's I have just, to. That's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll teleport one day, but they haven't made that yet. Yeah, but I could imagine that's probably real nice. Like, when it's, like, nice outside all the summertime, it's, like... Definitely. I mean, um, I mean, you can't beat it. And, I mean, a lot of people out there, they liken it to the Hamptons, which I've never seen before. So when you hear shit like that and see the lack of appreciation for it it makes a person that's an outsider really enjoy it more because it's like wow you can't get this everywhere i've been to myrtle beach south carolina and other beaches and it's beach. like fuck myrtle beach like everyone loves it but fuck myrtle beach um, <laughs> rockaway go to rockaway park no i'm just joking but yeah it's it's awesome and i think the culture is really developing you know um any impacted community by storms or any kind of major impact, it takes a long time for that recovery process. And the psychologies are starting to change. You see people enjoying being outside more and talking to each other, which is it's simple, but it's big for a community like that that's been divided for a lot of its history. Right. Um, so, Darren, uh, what are your thoughts on fashion? Oh, I like to say fuck fashion most days. Um, it's mostly because... Uh, I'm a Christian, I guess, and I always like to take the principles of come as you are, no matter where I go, and that doesn't really work in New York, and um, the universe has given me quite a few bits of advice from family members and friends, and uh, I mean, I've had uh, one friend, he asked me just randomly, he's like, yo, Darren, and I've known him for 12 years, so like, as long as he's known me, I've been dressing the same way. But, like, at this point in time, now that we're grown-ups in New York, he's like, has anybody ever told you you look a little bummy? I was like... <laughs> Nah, but thank you. I was like, I don't know if that's a compliment uh, that I should be upset about or what. But, yeah, like, I've been roasted by a few people, and I realized that since <laughs> I'm in New York. Yeah, I was like, all these things I'm saying I'm going to do, uh, I realized that there's a certain look that has to be attached to it. And uh, I normally say, fuck your psychology. I don't give a fuck what you think. But, you know, if your perception of me is based upon my looks the reality settles in between both of us. And um, sometimes people treat you negatively based upon your looks. And I like to think that I'm a good person. I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? I normally ignore it, but I know in the fields that I want to grow in, looks are kind of important. Now, you're wearing stones. What do they mean? Um, so each stone, it really reduces down to energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to 
no matter what my religious perspective is, I like to think that energy is infinite. It's definite. It definitely. Um, and some of the stones I wear, they have, uh, you know, different properties that you could say. So um, some stones, like the one I'm wearing, now this that's is a, a quartz. quartz. Yeah. It's, it's, a quartz. it's pretty common. Most people see it, but they don't realize this is the most abundant thing on earth. And most of our technologies have it involved in it. Most of the things that we touch on a daily basis, like glass, is made from elements of the same thing. Um, and so, in a sense, I like to store information and energy, and I like to think they help out. And is that an amethyst? This is an amethyst, yes. And so what does the amethyst do? Amethyst is attached to your uh, crown and your third eye chakra, so that's good for mental flexibility. It's good for... Um, I mean, the color purple often associates royalty. It often um, has a certain divination for, like I said, mental clarity, mental flexibility. So that goes into the psyche of people and how do you break down other people's psyches and build up your own defenses. But uh, one thing about it, too, that's like a mythology thing goes back to the Greek days, maybe beyond, is that it's a stone for sobering. Um, so like uh, kings back in the day used to make chalices out of amethyst so that they can drink and still be conscious in the whole event okay. of whatever's going on. Oh, wow. On. And then okay. is that an emerald? Yeah, emerald's my birthstone technically. Oh, uh, May what? May 27th. May 1st. What? Because I might, have to bring you a, I might have to bring you an emerald one day. I want to be likened a, as the emerald. You're not a Taurus though, right? You're a I'm a Gemini. Gemini, Gemini. Yeah. okay. I'm a double Gemini, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, people are always like, you don't act like a Gemini. I was like, you've only asked me two questions, so whatever that means. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, you answered like one person, I think is what they're saying. <laughs> but how do you answer one question like two people? Uh, that, ask a Gemini. Only comedians can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Oh. <laughs> Maybe? Uh. Uh, but I, I don't know. Cause like, I understand your, your thought about fashion and how, uh, people get very judgmental about people's appearance. But I also, um, I'm very big into fashion and, um, not today, but most of it. Uh, <laughs> I see y'all here. I see y'all here. <laughs> but, uh, I kind of look at, at fashion as being like another, um, artistic outlet. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of like how we write a joke or you draw a cartoon or you sing a song. It's like this is another like uh, form of expression. Form of expression. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. Um, and when it comes down to a part of my, I guess, philosophy for fashion, it's a little tainted in a sense, because uh, last year I had the experience for working for somebody who uh, you, you can call him a celebrity stylist. He's worked with many artists and high-standing figures and uh one day he invited me to uh, uh a award ceremony where he was receiving an award for his excellence in fashion okay and so at this point i'm like his project manager fuck you ty but uh <laughs> <laughs> but either way like um he sends me to old navy to get some pants for him and i was like you're getting a fashion award tonight like excellence in fashion but you're sending me to old navy to get your pants for tonight so it's like I was being an American, I guess, and being very judgmental. I was like, fashion must not mean that much if you're going to Old Navy for this special occasion that's commemorating all your great expressions of fashion. Like, <laughs> and he was a gay dude, too, so I was like, I thought they had more pride in how they look. And then his fucking car got fucking uh, declined after I waited in fucking Old Navy. That's why he was going to Old Navy. Yeah. But 
I mean, if his card was going to go through, he would have gone to Prada. (laughs) Fashion savvy, you would at least went to Crossroads. Get something like, you know, know, slightly used is better than Old Navy, I feel like. He could have found thrift shop pants better than those. And he had me sending pictures, and I'm like in the store taking pictures of pants. I was like, how weird is this to everybody? Yeah. But like Old Navy, The Gap, and Banana Republic are all the same company. They are. I used to work for Banana I, and I used to work for the Gap, so like, but I also kind of feel like with men, like you can get away with a lot more. But we see, say oh, that wait, about y'all all the time. Old- <laughs> 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 y'all can wear five dollars shirts every day, and no one gives a fuck. Like, but working for the company, Hello. though, you knew that Old Navy was like the stepsister. Like that's like where all of our clothes go after they get rejected. No, that's the outlet. <laughs> old Navy outlet is the stepsister. Ooh. Right. It's still old that's Navy where all still the, like uh, That's where the rejects That's go. like but like it's like if you can't get Banana Republic, which is like the high end, it like and you can't get the gap, then you end up at Old Navy. But I would rather I definitely would go to T J Maxx before I would, I would go, go to, to Old, old Navy. Navy. What right. about Marshalls? Or Burlington. No, you can go to Marshalls. <laughs> they dropped the coat factory. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I was just, confusing niggas for years. They was like, "What like, coats? I can't buy right, shoes." Right, right. Yeah. Like, no, have you don't understand. There. <laughs> they have everything. <laughs> I was like, "What was fucking up their marketing all these years?" I for swear real. to God, they had all kinds of commercials. But like, yeah, no, they right yeah. now they don't have coats. Right, yeah, but but they be the same color though, same size. <laughs> yeah. Consistency is key. All. Silver puffies and triple XL. <laughs> 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 and you see somebody outside the store with it, and he's like, he's had this jacket for years. He's like, yo, why are they giving us retro shit? <laughs> um, so, uh, Darren, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, illegal terrorism? Illegal what? Uh, well, actually, like it's it's basically uh, equalitarianism. Oh, but egalitarianism. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, for those who don't know what egalitarianism, that's uh, an equal exchange of energy, information, and uh, I guess roles and responsibilities in a relationship, mostly between, in a traditional Parsons model, a male and a female, which you can obviously apply that to whatever gender relationship you're in. No, but egalitarianism, you know, you should be giving and receiving in that whole exchange, hopefully, on a mutual level. But, yeah, like, uh, I had a workplace wife, right? And this is where this all came up as far as my idea. And she was awesome, you know. I was fingering her one day, and I had to think about this shit. I was like, well, she's getting married in five months, which was beautiful. I loved it. She was amazing. She was there for me. Um, But, yeah, it was Uh crazy because, like, this is, like, two weeks into really getting engaged with her on that level. And it was, like, her fiancé already knows my name and all this other shit. And it's, like... When she breaks down the psychology behind why they're so open in their communication, it was like, it was an egalitarian exchange. If he's allowed to still see his ex, she can be free and enjoy herself up until they jump the broom. And I was like, I respect it. I was like, enjoy your freedom. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I've been suffering from side nigga syndrome since 87. So <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to OPP. Thank you. you know me. <laughs> So now, did he know about you? Were they in an open he knew relationship? My name. They were getting married in five months. But like at that point, when you say like a work wife, like that you guys work together. Yeah, you've never had a workplace husband. Not that I hooked up with. Y'all just like went to lunch and shit. Yeah. Nice. Like you uh, know, but like not that I. I'm just up telling with. the truth because I'm gonna run for the presidency one day. I don't want her bring that shit up on me in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to run for president one day? Fuck yeah! Why not? If Trump did it, why can't I? 
<laughs> no, oh. this is true. This is true. <laughs> That's very true. And we already know he's more That's educated than thing. Trump. Woo, right. Say that, that again. <laughs> My mama, she might appreciate that. Yeah. Say that shit again. <laughs> he is definitely more educated than Trump. Woo. Oh. Say that shit again, Roddy. Thank you, brother. Like, I'm going to swear to God, I'm going to be good for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, like, I've never... I. So I've I've might have the only thing close that I've come to like hooking up with like somebody that I've worked with it's like hooking up with comics, but like as as far as like my day job that I'm like making like my my living at like no I've never like hooked up with anybody that I've worked with because you oh, just don't shit where you eat. I have definitely sucked Buster's dicks in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> yeah. You gotta live life once, you know, right? YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you're gonna suck a dick, shouldn't you be busters? Yeah, like, yeah bus boys, dishwashers. I don't you know. know. If you're gonna suck a dick, you're like the you best manager for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, he's gonna let me come in, lay in, give me a blowjob when I get there. <laughs> wow. We love Rodney. You're gonna get manager of the month. <laughs> <laughs> but when you want to suck up. I mean, that's see, what everybody else is doing. He's setting a new exactly. trend. <laughs> you know, like, no. But Buster might be that next actor dude who, like, does something special with Well, his no, because then they got something on me. I sucked up the manager. Like, right. Then they have, you know, like, yeah, that. Yeah, but then you got something on the manager. Uh, kind of true. I don't know. But managers aren't usually as hot as, like, you know, busboys. Yeah, managers uh, mean a lot of fast food. They, yeah. They grew, they grew the up on the chain. Like, That's how they got yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wasn't been working here for years and shit. Every 25 pounds raises my salary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they get, like, the bus boys and the dishwashers like fresh off the boat, African. <laughs> <laughs> wow. America. America. <laughs> So, like, do you normally have, like, a, a work wife, or was this, like, a, a one-off situation? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I try to ask them. Yeah, you're really good at it. <laughs> I, I don't really get questions. I'm more like the questionnaire. But uh, I would say I've had a pattern of um, workplace wives and kind of, yeah, like I said, I've had side nigga syndrome for a long time. So, like, that shit started before I could even read, really. So, you know. <laughs> Damn. Like, what? I mean, like, I remember the first grandma I was first stealing grade. from. Uh, uh, yeah, like, my first kindergarten, like, well, I went to five kindergartens, believe it or not. But I had this one kindergarten teacher who used to babysit me because I was lucky somehow. And she used to make me grilled cheeses and watch American Ninja with me but her grandson hated me because he could never be in that spot and it was like every day he knew i was going to his grandma's house and i'm like a little cat i don't give a fuck i'm like yeah I'm, that's where i'm supposed to go like <laughs> but that's where it all started i think like i really loved her i don't even remember her name but i missed the real cheeses what makes you prefer to be the side than the main Ooh, that's where my psychology i haven't you know it's not like I always wanted to be in that situation. Some girls was like, yeah, that's worth it. But a lot of situations I just found myself in, it's just like, hey, I don't mind waiting. I can be patient. I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah, it hasn't always been great. But, you know, uh, those have been my muses that have got my creative juices flowing. So, you know, okay. one way or the other, there was something beneficial that came out of it, no matter if it was intimacy or creativity. Now, do you feel like you get the same sort of uh, creative um, fluidness when you're, like, with someone? That's a good question because I haven't had that many relationships as far as, like, long-term relationships. And I told this girl I'm seeing about this with my ex. 
like, my ex was really stifling. It's like, we can be in bed and have sex all day, but, like, yo, let me get, like, 10 minutes to play guitar or something, like, and, like, you know, she would not allow for that space, and, like, I could never what? really... Yeah, you would think that a girl would, like, hey... That's, like, the hottest thing. Get out the bed and then start playing guitar naked. Well, yeah. normally, like... That's what I got to some ladies. You know, I'm still kind of, you know, whatever. But, um... Usually, it, the guitar playing leads to the bed. Right, for real. Do nah. it for, like, an hour. I'm a rest and watch you. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a relationship. now. Nah, it's just jump to the, the business and then whatever no, happens. No, like, my ex used to play guitar. The only problem I had is he also played a banjo. And that dries your tang up like nothing. It's like, oh, my God. I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah. But if he played the guitar, I was fine with it. He played the piano. I'd listen. I was fine with that. But then he'd bust out that banjo. And I'm like, I'm going to go get us coffee. I'll be right back. The banjo. It's like, what? no. It's like, I always thought to myself, like, how in my life did I end up with someone that plays the fucking banjo? I think it was kind of good that she didn't give me that space. Because most of the songs that I had written that I could play, they they weren't about her. So, like, I could never sing a song about you know, I could never really sing a song in front of her anyway. Like, not that I was singing at that point. But then it's, I feel like if a person is, like, not into you you're when you're a creative person, like, they're not into, like, that process and, like, seeing you do that, then, like, I don't know, they're not really for you on, like, a certain level. Yeah, she was supportive in a lot of ways, but, like, in that intimate setting, she just couldn't get her mind off the D, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, oh. she, she was enjoying you herself. put it down like that, huh? <laughs> my mom always said I should have gotten to porn, so <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> I, I had um like one ex that uh he was doing a show and he was he was a comic but he also sang and he played piano and he uh played the guitar and so he was just like oh I wrote this song for you and like you know he was producing a show and he's just like you know like I'm gonna open the show up with this song or whatever and so like I really started listening to the song and it was like this song is not about me. Like, like all the shit that and about in the song that was like things that I like did or things that like places we had gone or like things that had happened. None of this shit happened with me. And so like, I was just like, oh, so he like recycled a love song, <laughs> like, oh. and then he was just like, that oh, wasn't no, creative. No. Like, <laughs> right. It was just like, yeah, for the first bitch, but like, you know, but like, I was just like, uh. Yeah, so, like, and then I asked him, because I wanted to confirm, because I was just like, all right, I'm listening to this. No, we never walked down the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> very specific. And I was just like, no, I never made you a cake. Like, what? You, know, you, you never know, made him a cake? See, like, that's why you didn't know. get a song written. Like, the, I you apparently. Do you make cakes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Make <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, and then I was just like, okay. And so I was like, oh, you know something, honey, that was a great song. Do you have the lyrics? Can you print out the lyrics? Because then I was just gonna be like, highlight, like never been here, never did this, never did that. Who's this bitch? Like you know what I mean? But then he's like, oh no, no. And and I was just like, look, I was just like, no, like this is not my song. Like I knew it wasn't my song. <laughs> did he tell you this was his song, your song? Yeah, he told Ooh. me that he what? wrote this. This guy, I fucking hate yeah. this guy. Now. Right. What's his name? Yeah, that's uh, that's off off camera. That's, yeah, yeah. Off camera. Uh, 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 that's off camera. Don't worry, we're gonna you know but we're not gonna talk about it on the air. This is yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, 
Is but, this I mean, the last one that's like now walking guys on leashes or before? No, that? that's this is before. Oh, the other this one. This is like the major three ships. before. Oh. Nice. Yeah. No, the the last one is is like, you know, now walks men on leashes. But yeah. yeah, he's straight. Well, I mean, it was allegedly for comedy, but the video says a um, nice lesbian couple walks their bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. uh, you saw that? <laughs> I saw. <laughs> <laughs> this is YouTubeable. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's Instagrammable. Yeah. Uh, you can find it. It's out yeah, there. Yeah. It's out there. Not that I want to see it. It's just I want everybody oh, else fine. to look it up because yeah, this right, really needs to be like pointed at. Yeah, like, no. Fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I forgot to talk about that for my week. So, like, I oh. have, like been getting like like emails because he's like doing a mic now, and I'm guess I'm on his email list. Mm. And so, like, the first time I was just like, oh, well, he's starting a mic. I guess I'm on his list. I'm just gonna let it sit for a week. But if I can't keep getting emails from him, and so then the next week I got another email, and I was just like, like I literally like ten minutes later I was just like. Hey, you know, I still have my show. I can't do your mic. I'm never going to this mic. Can you please take me off this list? And so um, he didn't reply back. But then this week I didn't get an email. So I was just like, okay. Good. Finally. Yeah. Fuck his mic. Yeah. You can send me that email before. Yeah, definitely. Find out who he is and target him for no reason. Yeah. And definitely not uh, go into his mic. I, I like, I don't even understand why he put me on the list, but whatever. Um, he probably just forgot like you were on his email list. He's still holding on. He remembers the good times. Oh, I, I, I Facebook stalk you still? You no, I unfriended Facebook? him on Facebook. Unfriended, damn. That doesn't really stop the stalking. I don't think. I I unfriended him on Facebook. I don't I don't think he cares. I think he likes blocking men on leashes now. Um, so now Darren, kinky stuff. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, COA twenty eight? Oh, so Creators of America, that's a nonprofit that I started with Love McNeil L 2016, I want to say. And so uh, we're preparing for our next animation festival coming up at Georgia Technical Piedmont College, April 6th and 7th, 2018. Uh, last year was pretty amazing. We had some uh, animators from Archer there and also Dewad, and I fuck up his last name, but it's the brother man who invented Brother Man, the comics. Oh, okay. And he's oh. uh, the for, forward-thinking and the founding father of, I guess, black, the black hero movement. And uh, he was actually an illustrator and animator on Rugrats. So this was like a nine-month project that, thank God, it, you know, it started from a Facebook post-sharing and led to a phone conversation and just an idea that came about. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited about that. And, you know... I wish that, you know, in our expansion and our growth that we can impact a lot of people, no matter if they're younger folks or older folks, no matter what their abilities were as far as creative expression, because it goes beyond that. Um, my whole mission with it is to allow for people to have space to develop as art artists, be able to potentially institutionalize the process of giving them a space to develop, giving them a space to teach, and giving them a place to produce their own shows and be able to sell their own merchandise, but also connect them to social services and potential job opportunities where they can help out the communities that they're in and you know it's it's still a big idea that i have to write down in a lot of different ways but i think it would help out people like my boy tay k out there tay k 47 i'm not sure if you heard about him he's a rapper he's 17 okay. and i'm 30 now so i normally uh 
That was a good year. Yeah, you know, it was, it's a yeah. lesson, was you know? a very good year. Uh, like two years ago, I looked 40. Now I look 24. So like, hey, fucking life changes. But um, he's an interesting case. And, um, you know, I, the older now, I get, the more tolerable my music choices get. So I don't mind listening to some of the young guys. And he calls himself a rug rat. But if you haven't heard the song, it's pretty fucking dope. And uh, he's blowing up right now in the midst of him having assault charges and uh, potentially two murder cases pinned on him. And, uh, you know, if he had the right kind of instruction and potentially social services to help out his family, he wouldn't be risking his life potentially murdering people and robbing people to get good news. Allegedly. 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 But, yeah, it's a great song. Check out the race. He's fucking got his own wanted poster in the video. And it blows my mind because he, like, left Texas and came to New Jersey to shoot the video, which all that scenario is still, like, pending in the legal Allegedly. System. Allegedly. But, uh, yeah, it was fucking... He's a great kid. I hope he, you know, he grows from this. But hopefully in my mission, you know what I'm saying, we get to save people from going through some of the hardships that he's going through. You know so now, uh, you, you, I mean, you, you just dropped like all, an entire like information bomb on this kid. So Bam. we're just going to. Uh, stones. So I'm just going to like. Yeah. I, I, I just need to like back it up and like rewind a second. So um, TK, he, he's. 17 he's an artist Mm -hmm. he's from texas he's uh the real king of the hill he's from arlington texas okay he's from okay and so now how did you become um involved with him and his music i'm just a fan at this point and i'm I'm like one of those tragic sad fans because like a young person you know younger to me younger than me introduced me to his music and i was like damn this is dope but he was like yo you know this is the realest nigga out there and a lot of times as artists and hip-hop fans and you know, I think just in general, we like to um, romanticize the authentic, the authentic, authenticity of the character and the story that's being portrayed in the art. And, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, you got the whole social media world and everybody else judging this kid based upon circumstances they, de- they don't know that led to him taking these desperate actions. Like, I don't care who you are. If you're killing somebody, that's somewhat of a des- desperate measure. And allegedly he killed these folks, but he's definitely got a... a pattern of violence and you know he just needs somebody to talk to and probably a good meal that would drive him from not being violent towards others and working in politics i know that the republicans you bitch ass niggas they like to take away funding from public services and one of their plans to the pledge to america was to take away 30 percent of funding from public education right starting with k through 12 and taking away free food and free lunch and when I listen to this young man's music, you know, he ain't talking about driving big cars and using drugs and shit like that. He's talking about robbing people's shit that he does every day. But when you talk, when you hear him talk about his desires, he just wants to eat good noodles every day with his niggas. Right. And it's it's like just basic things. Basic shit that's driving him to do extreme shit. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I would hate to see more people fall fall under that guise because it's too many people who are artists that get these great platforms that influence people, not necessarily directly. They know who, what they're doing. They know the contracts that are holding them accountable to what they produce. So you can't really blame the artists at all times. But when it comes down to it, like, everybody that's receiving and consuming this information, this art, they can't always decipher what's going on. And with the young minds that we have, we already, as minorities, as colored people in this society, we already have everybody working against us, talking about us, and everything else. So, like, if we can do something to help each other out, you know, that's the kind of person I want to be, and that's the kind of things I want to be a part of and the things I want to grow is hopefully making a positive impact instead of, like, hurting somebody and making them feel less than what they are. Because I like to think we're all kings and queens no matter where we come from. Right. Wow. And so now uh, 
the COA, uh, Creative Creatives of America. Creatives of America. Mm-hmm. Now they, uh, this is something that you that you've set up, and like, what sort of, um, I guess, uh, benefits or or or, or things are, are you trying to help creative types uh, achieve? Well, um, to a certain degree, where we started off at was the animation festival, and that was kind of a personal gift from me to my best friend. Uh, my best friend, Chris Wilson, oh, Mr. Wilson on Facebook, he's a self-taught artist and a self-taught animator. And I told him, in the midst of our developing our own company, SUG Tune, Stand Up Guys Productions, shout out to those folks, um, in the midst of us developing that, you know, I told him, it was like, you know, we can produce stuff and get it on Facebook and get it on YouTube and get likes and get views, but that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. It's a great place for us to start. But when it comes down to it, in order for us to grow, we have to get to these platforms where we become publicized and have critical um, critical acclaim to whatever degree. And so um, one day I was just spamming like a motherfucker on Facebook. Thank you for not kicking me off yet, bitches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, They're I was too spamming. busy helping Russia. Hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about all that shit. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes down to a um, love, McNeil L, my homegirl who I haven't even met yet, um, she saw her shit that I, I posted somewhere and she reached out to Chris and then we had a conversation and she's in school. She's at Georgia Technical Piedmont College and I was like, yo, too much makes sense right now. I was like, we're doing this. You're a filmmaker. You want to grow yourself. You want to create platforms. You want to produce and help others, you know, grow their and elevate their art. I was like, let's start off with this animation festival because I was like, I'm pretty positive there's a professor on campus that you can talk to about this. Right. And so that really just, once we had that conversation, everything got started. But, you know, we've had one international animator. And no matter the significance of the moment, right, in theory, having one international animator be a part of this first time animation festival is big for me because i was like that doesn't happen every day right but for two it shows that you know we want to create platforms not only for us here we can potentially grow this and that was a great sign for me and um when it comes down to it we want to give anybody a platform that that wants to express themselves and you know my thing as a sociologist is i want to use the system better because i see how other people are using the system i see how other cultures and other dynamic groups are are benefiting from what's here for everybody but they know about it and right. i want to be that person that disseminates more information than anything. you don't know what you don't know right and a lot of us from the south we're not exposed to the ideas and opportunities of starting a nonprofit and the benefits of how that can help your community yeah. and culture and i want to give a shout out to brooklyn wildlife because that's a group that i've seen in new york that inspires me they've given me a platform and christoph carr black sociologist i, I salute him because He's a person I want to sit down so I can learn how to grow. You know what I'm saying? Because what I can do here, I can do in three other places. That's how I look at it. And I'm already thinking beyond that because I want the whole Eastern Shore Board. Like, I got to be a president one day. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do. Grassroots. Grassroots. And I already run that. I already know that game. Okay. Right. Yeah. Shout out to Obama, 2012 Sandhills. I worked for Obama in 2012, and that was like my second political professional political experience okay cool um so now when is your uh festival april 6th and 7th so it's a two-day festival this year we're growing from one to two 2018 so that's next year so this year we're involving the mosaic film festival which was a creation by the georgia technical piedmont college after we did our festival 
they did it separate, but they asked us to be a part of it. So we're going to unite the two forces and expand it from just um, animation and illustration to animation, illustration, and uh, now filmmaking. But with my my foresight, I would like to include music because there's space for it there. And I'm always thinking about growth and expansion because I don't want to just have a festival today. I want to have a festival every day. Like Right. Wow. Um, so it's going to be in April in Clarkton, Georgia. So I know most of y'all won't be there, but uh, we'll be sharing. <laughs> you know, hopefully you'll give me your email address so I can get you a newsletter and shit like that. And where can people find this on social media? So Facebook. Um, if you want to follow me and my movements, uh, you can start off with Darren D. Smith, aka Perfect Storm Twenty Seven, on Facebook. That'll attach you to Creatives of America, which is on Facebook. That'll attach you to hashtag SUG Tunes, which is on Facebook. Uh, most of our animations, as far as SUG Tunes, is everywhere at this point: Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, we gotta get our Vimo up because I heard that's that's the shit. So um, you know we gotta grow up. We start where we at, but um, yeah, Creatives of America. It's me and one other person I haven't met yet. So, like, when it comes down to it, we both got lives that really get, you know, you know, life throws curveballs at you. But right. we're, we're still swinging, and uh, we know we got one ball to hit, no matter what's being thrown at us. So, we're just keeping focus and growing every day. Now, do you animate as well, or this was just something that your friend did that you're trying to help him? So, when it comes down to it, uh, I don't anim- I don't practice animation at this point. I do have the software I have practice to a certain degree but um i mostly focus on business development of the company at this point i also do a lot of still life photography which gets incorporated either settings or different pieces of animations so excuse me i have a few other functionalities besides writing but um mostly i do a lot of our marketing so when it comes down to it since we're self-taught at everything you know we can't really hold ourselves to a certain structure at this point right but as we're growing um you know my, my my best friend he's way more efficient than he's ever been so like now i can actually sit down and direct him on a concept where it doesn't take him two three weeks to learn the process right and i think that's where we've finally gotten to the point where it's like now we can really collaborate no matter what the distance or time frame because he fortunately had his third daughter or first daughter third child shot to ava and eli and Lyndon. i love y'all but um yeah, so now he's a house dad, and it's okay. crazy. I'm like uh, Opar at this point. So like we're yeah. kind of like having this maximum time where we can focus on our company and really build a brand. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube. We appreciate you. We're very active. We're engaging every day and hopefully producing content that you can appreciate. And what what's the Instagram page that they can? Instagram, you can find us at Stand Up Guy Productions, um, and. If you look for me on Instagram, I'm sick, fat, tight. That's S-I-C-K-P-H-A-T, pretty hot and tempting, tight. That's my life philosophy, uh, which means goodness, time, greatness to the third power. So that's like my new artist name. And so now where can uh, everyone see you perform next? What? I've been wanting to talk about that. Um, So the next show... The next show is going to be Tuesday, where I got to meet the lovely Marissa Smith um, at the Mockingbird, 25 Avenue B. Um, doors open at 8.30, $2 tacos, $2 tacates. Tacos range from beef, chicken, and veggie. veggie. So yeah, we got cool. everybody covered. You can even put a little extra money and get you some fish. You know what I'm saying? But the tacates are flowing. The rest of the bar is really dope. Um, all the people are really amazing there. So all you broke-ass comics like me, come out. All you other people on Tinder dates, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to spend that much money. You know what I'm saying? Cheap date. Come see us on Tuesday um, at the Mockingbird. But my next big show in the city is uh, 
next Friday, September 22nd at Broadway Comedy Club. $15 at the door, two drink minimum. You know that bullshit. But either way, that's at 10 p.m. Shout out to Charlie Charlie. Thank you, my dog. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. He's awesome. <laughs> I've hosted a couple of his shows. He's really awesome. Oh, so I'm just like, thank you. Like, I really yeah. appreciate this opportunity and this experience because three months ago, five months ago, three years ago, I could have never imagined being here. Like, so I really, you know, I hope that we all continue on this path of seeing each other and growing around each other. Like, no, definitely. And thank you awesome. for doing the show and good luck with your festival. And uh, when people want to find your schedule of your comedy, they should find you on. So Facebook is probably like my main platform that I do a lot of advertisement of ours events and promotion of events. So um, hopefully I'll be finding a few more music experiences. I'm trying to step out into the spoken world more too. So everything I'm going to funnel between SUG Tunes and Darren Smith, a.k.a. Perfect Storm 27. Okay. All right, awesome. Um, so we are going to take a quick break. Make sure that you follow uh, Darren Smith on uh, all of his projects. Uh, I'm Marissa Smith, and we will be right back. Woo! Sick fat tight! Thank you, thank you. I'm gone off the dark, and the handy is black. Loud in the air, all my niggas got packs You know the motto, VIP and VIP, we in the bag I'm just picking up, where y'all niggas at? Hold up, loud got me reeking, a good type of sinking Smoke daily and drink on the weekends I ain't with the speaking, unless it's in common I'm in the garden, they blossom and bullshit's forgotten They told me to chill, so homie gave me a pill The next day I woke up with my white boys in the veil I start slow, then accelerate like I'm popping the wheel Niggas pop lips, don't even pop fists, but clear they pop still You ain't bringing no harm, you'll flute like Juno Play my cards right, nigga, I'm Uno Click for a dog, who Cujo, who stay lit out of this world, Pluto No guys who got it for the low low Move sketchy, then bounce like a pogo Love shorty, even though she loco She the first to curse at the popo You ain't down to ride, you a no-go With your JD, nigga, you so-so Can't have that type in my circle If you ain't slow, then you stay with Urkels Haters are an easy hurdle Feel blue, puff cream, clouds is purple Do you wanna make way your decision? Mike's my life, time to make our first decision, uh from the bottom, only way I can go is up Shit is stressful, but I'm used to looking up Everybody wanna win and play tough But they the first ones to give up Loud got me reeking, a good type of stinking Smoke daily and drink on the weekends I ain't with the speaking unless it's in common I'm in the garden, they blossom and bullshit's forgotten you call it cocky, but I believe in me. This is my life, I paint my own scenery. I do what I do, and you think I do it easily? The bullshit just be clouded from the greenery. Fuck BS, TS. I kills everything to relieve stress. The beats I can rest in finesse. Give me the weight, I push it like a pants press. Other female MCs suppress. Give me the impress, fuck your progress. This ain't playtime, I skip recess. Move on to success with the skills I possess. Stay laying up like it's a blackout. See my future, got it all mapped out. That's a fact. Never act, nigga. Keep it a buck. You figure than action figures. Slip store to let my mind lay on this shit, bitch. I'm what's poppin', nigga. Poppin', nigga. Poppin', nigga. Poppin', nigga. Poppin', nigga. 
from the bottom, only way I can go is up. Shit is stressful, but I'm used to looking up. Everybody wanna win and play tough, but they the first ones to give up. Loud got me reeking, a good type of thinking. Smoke daily and drink on the weekends. I ain't with the speaking unless it's in common. I'm in the garden, they blossom and bullshit's forgotten. Loud got me reeking, a good type of thinking. Smoke. Daily and drink on the weekends. I ain't with the speaking unless it's in common. I'm in the garden, they blossom and bullshit's forgotten. Subject, we never dismiss big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with hey Marissa Hey guys, Smith. happy Friday. Welcome back to Big yeah. Talking Brewskis. I'm still Marissa Smith. We still got Rodney Daniels with me. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. And we've got Max Brinzillis with me. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm Max. <laughs> I, uh, Max, I, I, I am always worried that I'm going to fuck up your last name. D- Everyone I, is. Yeah. It's a common issue. It's, it's been like that since the first grade, like since before I started doing comedy. Yeah. Like going into this, like that was my parents' biggest. Well, that wasn't like their biggest fear, but like that was one of their like they like, why are you going into that with your real last name? You're going to embarrass us, and nobody can pronounce it anyway. Yeah. So. Like, I, I feel like Max Spritz would have worked. <laughs> like Max Spritz. Uh, I've gotten sprinkles, Max Pretzels, spaghetti. I thought it was sprinkles something when I oh, saw it on the feed. I was like... Uh, for a while, I was using that as uh, my... Uh, stage I, it's, it's still not a stage name. I was just using it, it like as a like a Facebook... Name. Yeah, no, that'd be my gay porn name, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think sprinkles. like it specifically... Max I don't think sprinkles. anybody would, with a name like that, anybody would want me in a... Not a straight porn. Not in straight porn, but... No. <laughs> but I feel like that would, like, lead itself to a lot of unicorn porn. Like, just, like, Max Sprinkles and the unicorn. It no, sounds like no, a gay it would be band. Like, right, it would be, like, a gay guy, but, like, he's, like, his finishing move is, like, he, like nuts on your face. Max so, like, a professional sprinkles. wrestler? He sprinkles, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's your finishing move. That's why I kick them into the corner and I start jerking off in their face. Yeah. Sprinkles. Just make it rain. I'll make it sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I mean, what would what? your gay porn name be? Sexual chocolate. Well, I feel like. Wasn't that another wrong. professional wrestler? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. What would your gay porn name be? Or just porn name, because you're not gay, so you just need, like, a regular porn name. Uh, I Like, isn't it supposed to be, like, y- your name and, like, the month you were born? So, I guess Marissa May. That's kind of that's kind of sexy. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that could just be a stage name in general. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It has a nice ring to it. I, I guess I'm gonna have to use it for something. Uh, <laughs> not porn. For, though. No, not porn. No, I I don't think I could do porn. I know. No, if no. it was funny porn, I think I could do it. Like I think, like I could do like the delivery. No, I told you, I got an offer to do porn when I lived in L.A. Oh, did like, you? Like I actually sat down with like producers, and like they like you know made me an offer. It was gonna be like uh, twenty five hundred dollars per three scenes, and I had to do three scenes. <laughs> at least so per scene for three scenes. So that made like at least they sat down with you. Yeah, they sat down with me. Yeah, but like so it's like. You're gonna get twenty five hundred dollars per scene, but I had to sign a contract, contract for, for three, three scenes. scenes. I, uh, yes. Okay. I had a friend who had a similar scenario, but they didn't like sit him down with anybody. They just somebody approached him at a gas station and said, "Hey, man, you look like you got a big dick. Do you want to be? Do you want to like run train on camera? I'll, I'll pay you like a hundred dollars. You know, you'll do it like three other dudes. You got you got to be like at least seven inches long." And he gave him a card, and uh, he came over, and uh, it was, you know, what me and my friends do, just kind of hang out and smoke weed and talk. And he came over, and he handed me the guy's business card. Like, he had a professional business card, but he's just asking people how big their dick are at the BP gas station. <laughs> I mean, well, that's how you find them, shit. But, <laughs> yeah. And we, we've got Darren Smith back with us. Ooh, thanks, Max. Um, yeah, I don't... I've seen on bus stops, um, like signs for like, uh, for like, I guess like amateur porn that they'll be like, oh, if uh, you're interested in, uh, you know, being a porn, call this number. And I'm just like, ah, uh, that doesn't sound like it's going to be a porn. <laughs> that just sounds like you're going to go to a place, a what bunch of guys are going to rape you, and then you're going to die. Like, that's what that sounds like. <laughs> right. That doesn't, like, but on a bus stop. telling on themselves and where they're going to be at and everything? N- no, like, it just literally, it's like, it's <laughs> Like advertisement on a bus looking oh. for for women of any age and size are you interested in being in porn call this number <laughs> they must be like, bl- making some weird shit if it's any age and any size like they're that yeah. flexible then there's something going on that's why i think it's a snuff film because it's yeah. just like yeah. you know it's like you call the number like oh i can do porn and and then it's just like you get there and then like you've got like a hundred guys running train on you and then they kill you at the end like that's just what i think happens like, no, mine was like actually legit. Sit down with like a, a producer at like an office, like. But then I had to find the guy, which was weird. They're like you have to find. Oh, the guy to do the scene. Does he get paid also? Yeah, the, the guy would have gotten paid also. But you, would you get a commission on him because you found him? Mm, That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. You see, you gotta always find the money. See, (laughs) were they like recording you, like looking for him or something? Like, is that like part of the porno? (laughs) 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 When you when you like come on his face, you just go peekaboo. (laughs) It's a reality show porn. Wow, <laughs> that's a great concept. When Jason was coming on my face, I couldn't believe it. I told him that it was disrespectful, and he just went for it. And he didn't even warn me. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> one one second it was in there, and the next second it was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did he expect when he put his finger up my ass? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole thing. It's like I couldn't. That's why I didn't do it though, just because you know I really want to be really big one day, and then I'm gonna have to explain to my kids. Well, I think that's why what they the, their idea porn. was too—that you were really big. That well, was yeah, why they that asked was, you to do it. Some well, parents are pro porn. 
Yeah. No, wait, Those no, I'm not going to be pro porn with my kids. I can't be talking to, like, you know, my 16-year-old, like, okay, trying to explain to them why they shouldn't do porn, but you did it. It could be a nice family tradition. Yeah, it's pretty practical. <laughs> like drug dealers and gangbangers, they have that conversation with their kids. Yeah, like, Yo, I, I don't know. My parents are, are very like laid back. I'd imagine they'd have the same response that they would to me smoking. When you're like, I wish you'd invest your money a little better, but you know, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, I, so that, parents. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I would not. My I dad's didn't... a pastor. I'm from the south. Oh, my dad's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not. Yeah. Like, Dylan Roof. My dad's on the <laughs> Shit's getting shot up. Yeah. What? No. Like, Your son did what? <laughs> you we know what? to another gentleman? <laughs> on Wait. camera? There you I know I do that. <laughs> I had a guy that I was dating once that he was trying to talk me into doing porn, and he was just like, oh, like. With I him? Know. Or with other people? Because he, he would be a producer if that was the case. He didn't specify if it was him or not. What he said was is that uh, like he thought that like I should think about it and that they would uh, give me veneers and uh, they would give me tits if like if I did it. Mm. What? And so, what about diaphragms? Do they give you diaphragms? I didn't ask about that. I also didn't. Talk I always to him wondered after. about that. Important like, are they using diaphragms? When well, using I think condoms? a lot of them use condoms. The and then some of them. Yeah, are using no, raw porn is like really big right now. I thought it always was. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that there was like. It took me a while to find porn with condoms. Yeah, like, no. That's, that's yeah, like, really go deep into well, the research. Yeah. Uh, See, there's levels to this shit. Start out with the little money, you know what I'm saying? Grow up, use condoms. That's weird. Cause I don't it's know. Just if like... you're going to go into porn, I feel like you need to go into the Madoff shit immediately. Mm. I mean, it's adult content to begin with. And, like, it's your choice. I mean, you should be practicing safe sex, but, like, you don't need to preach it through porn. They're, you're already watching porn. So it's just like, well, why? I mean, you're assuming you're by yourself, which is the safest you could possibly be. Right, no. Right, it's a Kickstarter, a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, uh, Max, w- what do you feel about uh, Jay-Z's lyrics about Jews on uh, 444? Uh, uh, I think... I think people are overreacting to it. I don't know. Like I Well, I like what's what's the line that has everybody's like Oh, what was it? It was um Button a bind. If you want to know how uh Jews took over America, this is how they did it in reference to like uh the way they used their wealth to send other the whole song is about like how he made his money and the idea behind passing it down and the way like not all white people, but, like, just white people pass it down in their family, yeah. and it goes generation to generation. It's really common among Jews, and I just spilled – sorry. Uh, it's okay. We got spills of Bert fucking Brewski sometimes happens. It's a paper. Um, he, he's basically just telling you how he made his money, and uh, a lot of people just, like, hear key words, 
and they get offended by it, and they assume it's anti-Semitic. But, like, what he's saying isn't wrong. Wrong. It's right. pretty no, much giving them nothing... credit for having great financial traditions. Yeah, he right. wasn't saying anything hateful. But the real yeah. Jews are like, no. Yeah. Why did he mention us in a song? The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the... the Is saying real Jews hateful? I don't know. <laughs> the real, Jew- <laughs> the real, the real Jews. Jews. You know which ones are the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> the the, ones the, from their the funny little hats. I was going to say, right, the ones you see on the trade. <laughs> Why does... The hats. If, if they the wanted to make yarmulkes more fun, they'd have the real Jews, right? Those yeah. <laughs> Woke. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's a, uh, it's just like a frustrating like thing for people. People hear key words, like they assume like the song is just racist in general, because like they're hearing the N word a lot. Because, like, my grandma heard that yeah, song, it's and like, she was terrified. She's 89 years old. She's like, I thought we were past this. I'm like, Grandma, you're not listening to the rest of the words. You just keep hearing me. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's why. he was black? I don't know. It was the music video was a cartoon. She heard Jews right. and niggers. She was like, yeah. No, she was no, like, yeah, what? this racism. She assumed, yeah, she heard Jews and the N-word, and she assumed it was hip-hop. <laughs> Hip hop is like the uh, it's like Bubba Sparks, but like the de- the deeper you go into it, like the more racist it seems to be. Like it's still low key racist because it's a part of the hip hop community, but it just there's a lot of undertones that are really uncomfortable. Wait, Bubba Sparks is my nigga. What did he do wrong? He didn't do anything. Okay. It's the guys that it's a, no, he's in the genre. Bubba Sparks. And that's just how that's how I I use him as an example because. He's Nobody, like the, he's the only, yeah, he's the only uh, hip hop guy that anybody would really know. Is Ritz a hip hop rapper? I wouldn't think so. He's just southern. Okay, he has an accent. Okay. I'm surprised you know who he is. I'm a black person. He's from <laughs> north. He's from North Carolina. Ritz is from Atlanta. Right. Well, he's from. Right, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why he knows him. That's how you would know. I, he's I don't south. know who he I is. I don't know who the fuck Ritz is. He's a cracker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a cracker, a cracker he, rapper. I, 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 he it. means he's a person of non-color. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was right the first he time. Blame it on the light skin one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know he he's part white, so if he can say that, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, now, <laughs> Mina's just giving me the eye. Like, I, I can just feel the eye coming from the corner of the room. It's just like, bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, I her eyes and I said, bitch. <laughs> Wait, did you really say bitch, though? <laughs> no, that's what her eye said. I felt it. <laughs> Love you, Rima. Um, so now, w- what else did you feel about the the album? The album itself is good. He's just, you know, he's basically taking a more per- mature perspective. Uh, I've only really listened to OJ in, like, in depth. All the other songs, like, I've heard my friends play in the car. Oh, I oh, okay. haven't gotten a chance to sit down to listen to the whole album itself. I was going to sit down and listen to the whole thing in one sitting, but I've been so focused on the story of OJ because people keep talking about, oh, I saw saw a YouTube video the other day that was like, can white people enjoy the story of OJ? What kind of stupid fucking question is that? What? What? White people can, (laughs) like, people can enjoy anything they want. Like, just because, like, there's a certain message. uh, I don't get it. 
<laughs> Maybe it has something to do with this. Like, if you think it has anything to do with being white, like, that's part of the problem. Right. It's it's just weird and uncomfortable. Because it's just like, could you imagine you're hanging out with your friends and you play a song? Because it's just music. You imagine you play a song for your friends? You're like, yeah, but he doesn't get it because, you know, he's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> All he knows is kung fu and calculators. <laughs> So yeah. it doesn't it just doesn't make sense. I feel like people pick and choose what they're offended by because like they want to tear him down. And it's just like so you're mad about him talking about Jews when he said this in an interview himself that the line, you know, people get offended by that being anti-Semitic. But then like he's a black cartoon character with giant lips eating watermelon and nobody says anything about it. Or or like uh just the fact that like people get mad about it is just so weird. But he's not me. even saying anything offensive about Yeah, Jews he just said this is how they did the it. Song. This is Maybe how like right. Like, I think can the, I, can they're I mad this, like most people in America I think they misconstrue what anti Semitic really means because it's not just being anti Jew. Yeah. Because Islamic people are Semitic people too because their language comes from that dichotomy. But when it comes down to it, you don't hear it. The Yemenese brothers at the fucking store complain about Jay Z and fucking talking about yeah. being financially savvy. Like some yeah. people just love complaining, like yeah. Honestly, if, if, and if the Jews are mad about it, they're probably mad because he's exposing their secrets and I should probably preface that by saying like I'm Jewish. Right. I'm not like I'm not like some alt right uh, member. I just. Yeah, we did not take any uh, tiki Nazis up in this piece right now. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't never gonna do We're that. We're cool with them though. They're, they're all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they have good taste in beer. <laughs> yeah. Every single last tiki Nazi can go fuck himself. But True. anyway, um, so uh, what are your thoughts on the "Look at Me" video? The uh, well, that I had asked you to talk about that because, like, it kind of relates to the whole Jay Z thing. Uh, I feel like XXX Tentacion has uh, a similar message in that video to jay-z it's just more graphic and people are only focusing on certain parts this time it's not necessarily something he said because like they've already heard him say things like my little bitch likes her wrist slit and that little bitch got her throat fucked but uh it starts off as the look at me music video and the reason why i think he did it is because he already got the the clout from promoting it like that that's his you know that's his debut so now hit. what what is the look at me video with this xx business so basically they play like a minute of the actual song uh and it's really song weird is what uh it's i'm an old person explain it's it to me a, like i'm a toddler <laughs> right I, I would say it's hip-hop <laughs> it's like a, name one more time because i've been reading him like is that extension like, how do you yeah say extension <laughs> it's uh i think because there's a lot of debate I'm pretty sure it's XXX Tentacion, but okay. I could be That's wrong a little because yeah, but, like both you guys had like topics. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of this is. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I rushed gold, but I was but like, both all right, of our well. artists did a song together. Oh, okay, taken XXX. I didn't know that they even had a song together. Well, the I, remix, the race. I I'm more into like the older guys, but because I'm so into like just new stuff in general trying to get myself into new artists i started listening to xxx and Tassium recently mm-hmm. and like i feel like people take uh his problems from real life and turn it into a problem because of his music and it's just like would the internet have done like if the internet was around in 
what was it, the 60s? Would they have done that to the Beatles when John Lennon was beating women? I mean, I think they knew it, but I just... Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is they knew it, but, like, like, uh, my mom argues with me on Facebook all day long about, stop talking about John Lennon and lumping in with these R. Kelly, Chris Brown losers. Like, why? They're all talented singers who hit women. Mm. Right. Right. Ooh. So now, what is the what's what's the deal the deal with the XXS video? Because I'm not gonna so, pronounce the rest of this shit. Uh, it's, <laughs> it basically transfers from "Look at Me" into uh, another song he did called "Riot," and okay. in "Riot," he's basically talking about like people are promoting hate. And it keeps going every which way. Uh, I think it's a little weird because he's talking like he went out and said like it's an all lives matter movement, which definitely doesn't help his case because he's already like getting yelled at on the. I thought that part was fucking stupid, but the message in it all is basically what to is just his stop. Ethnicity? I'm pretty sure sh- he's black, but I've, I've, he might be Spanish. Yeah, with that kind of name, it it's sounds a, a little Mexican. Yeah. A little Mexican. Maybe it's a little <laughs> Dominican. Um, I can't remember. Puerto Rican. But he's but, like, on, but he's like, all lives matter, he, and that's what. I don't think he's. I think he said the message is all lives matter. I don't think he sides with anything. Okay. Uh, I think he what he meant. He doesn't do himself any favors when people start talking about the accusations of him beating his ex-girlfriend he starts talking about fucking people's sisters in the throat so he doesn't uh i mean he's also 18 19 years old okay so like he's a fucking child he's just famous and like i've never heard of people until today oh really there's been this huge controversy about uh the video he posted which comes from the look at me video uh him hanging himself in a music video but people thought it was real uh America. He does, a, yeah. <laughs> people, people are interesting. It's weird. Like they see something on the internet and just assume. Was he masturbating or just like hanging himself? No, like, he just jumped from a tree. Is he and pulling a carotene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the the whole thing is him playing videos of like people who were actually murdered in these music videos. And so he's doing the music video. The song Riot is basically like it's a racial outrage. And he talks later on in the video about how, you know, I wasn't he, – he ends up hanging a, a, like a white kid. There's a white kid and a black kid, and they lower a noose. I don't know if you – you didn't say like you saw the video, but I, he lowers I, a noose. Like I said, I points, just heard about this kid today. He looks at the white kid, and then he looks at the black kid, and he points at the black kid and then, then the noose. And then he puts the rope over the white kid's head and starts – pulling on it and it's hanging him and it's supposed to be a message after that he starts talking i can't remember the whole monologue but you you know you can watch it on your own if you're interested but he basically talks about why he's sending this message and what that message means because he knows it's going to get misconstrued but all stupid people see is oh you hang that you hung that white kid and so they start like going ape shit on twitter and, like, they pick and choose what they see, but they're not seeing the rest of the video where, like, he showed actual footage of a cop killing somebody or, you know, other shootings. All they see is this kid who has a bunch of accusations against him hanging a white kid. And they start talking about reverse racism. He gets threats from the Klan. And it's just like, what? Like, do you not see the rest of the video? Right. He's a... He's a I don't know if he's a terrible person in real life. I just think the message in this video is important, and people are only picking and choosing what they see so that they don't have to adapt to change. So now, what, okay. is, what is your um, idea of what the message is? My idea of what the message is is that he's basically, like, as 
he's basically saying that you know it's one thing to promote violence through artistry because you know you're expressing your anger so that you don't take it out in real life you know that's basically what all of his songs are but you know then he has other songs he, he just released an entire album about depression all it's all emotions nothing about i'm gonna slit this bitch's throat and rape her none of that you know so i think the message in it is just that like people are fuck going crazy and they're not taking a step back to realize like what the real situation is how like they can just calm down and come together and like i kind of disagree in the sense that like it's really hard to step back and do that because there's so much to be angry about but it also just makes sense what he's saying like he's right. not wrong it's just that it's the DJ Academic said this, so I'm not going to steal it, but he's, he basically said, like, it's the right message coming from the wrong messenger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you feel like because uh, I'm assuming that, that younger people are, are listening to him because, I, I don't know, I, don't, I stopped learning new music, but uh, <laughs> and do you think that m- maybe because people are going so crazy on social media about him that it's having negative effects because just last week we had an eight-year-old that was lynched by 14-year-olds in, I believe it was Vermont or New Hampshire. And so, like, you know, do you think that although he might be giving a, a, a message in this video of, like these are the the crimes that are actually happening. This is an yeah. artificial crime, but that some people that are are enraged by um, them feeling that it's racist that they they could go and take this artistic um, ideal and 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 try to protest against it in like the physical realm on real people. Well, part of the problem is like there's I don't think there's any way to solve these types of issues because there's just so many different opinions that you can have. So I think social media because this is just the way america's been forever the only thing that makes it different is video cameras like right. you know yeah. technology is the only thing that's really changed do you still have the same issues i don't need an applause for that especially <laughs> <an> official <laughs> one but like i just feel like you know you, you have uh no There's i don't need really i don't need an appla- <laughs> but like you know people can record whatever they want mm-hmm. so right. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of little girls that got hung in the woods before this one. And I'm not, like, downplaying the one that got hung in the woods. I'm just saying, like, this was already happening. It's just that now people are seeing it, and now they're getting angry. And they're angry because, you know, this has been the reality the whole time, and now they're seeing it. So now they're upset. Because no one believed it before, and now that there's video cameras. Yeah, they're, oh, that's conspiracy, man. Why are you talking like that, man? Why does every sentence end in man, man? (laughs) Well, because, like, before, people could be like, oh, no, like, cops are killing innocent people, like, black people that have no weapons, and everyone is just like, no, that doesn't happen, and now you have video cameras, and you can say... It still doesn't even fucking matter. That's the real problem. Right, but see, that's that's the the part where... That's the part that's even fucked up, is that, like... It doesn't even matter. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, technology. (laughs) Thanks, technology. Technology will say, like, yes, this is happening, but the laws will not convict them. Yeah. America. They, uh, <laughs> America. The internet is progressing way faster than laws can adapt. And, uh, that's a problem. Yeah, especially under a president like we had. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to talk about Trump because there's just too much to fucking talk about. We'll be here all night. But, like, with the president and just politics in general, it's so impossible to get anything done. 
And so you're just going to be sitting there getting angry and, you know, you just end up kind of yelling at yourself about the things that you're angry about. Like, the, like, cause I look at Trump like the dog that shit the rug. Like, why, why did you do that? Why, who told you that that was a good idea? Well, I thought Wendy, you were trained you got, better than this. You got this. that dog anyways. You didn't take the dog out and you got yeah. that dog and you fed it and didn't take it we out. We took a family vote. shit on the rug. <laughs> we took a family vote. Nobody voted for it. Pound. You still brought it home. Nope. You just came home and it was a and fucking there, dog And there was there. a dog just a shitting on my rug. big ass St. Bernard shitting everywhere. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even, it's like, I don't even like St. Bernard's. <laughs> I would have gotten a shit to. Where the hell did this dog come from? Fucking middle America. That's where. Um. <laughs> Have fun using my tax money while you're trying to get off your meth. Are uh, you talking about the dog? Right. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the toothless dog. The dog. My dog's addicted to meth. Yeah, because like you know, it, it uses its paws to try to like light this like the meth pipe. That's adorable. You know. I, if I could get a, if I could like get a like a like want my dog to smoke crack. Out of like a little pipe with his paws, I think that'd be cute. I'd do it. I'd watch my dog do crack. If it was that adorable, right. yeah, it would be, be cute the first time. <laughs> but when you're like at work and you come home and the dog has sold all your shit to get the crack, I mean, nobody's that's ever not like cute. I, I've but never like, seen. The dog can't use either. Have you ever seen a dog do crack before? <laughs> yeah, can use Siri. Wait, hold yeah. on. If it yeah. starts to use crack, it will figure some shit out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Like, what crack do you think a crackhead dog would do? I feel like it would just learn things that humans do. Like it's like seen it, it so much that it's just out. become It'd like be you know like, those videos where like human crackheads like jump over like eight foot fences. Yeah, I feel like dogs would start doing like mental equivalents to that. Like you'll come home and your dog's like cooking on the stove. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like making a phone call to make sure you know you have your doctor's appointments all set up. Because uh, yeah, performance yeah. enhancing. Because crackheads figure some <laughs> shit out. They like yeah, mix it into your puppy. How to get crack? Yeah, yeah. indestructible. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they live so old? Like, canine crack crackheads. Apparently not. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, still around. The 80s strand. Yeah. It's like not this today. 2017 shit. Nah. <laughs> so, um, now Max, uh, you've got uh, a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we were starting. Uh, I guess we did. We did the takeover show here. Uh, okay. When they were doing the whole thing for Flow Empire. Uh, and it's called uh, the fire department. We sit down with uh, a guest. <laughs> 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 uh, we sit down with a, a guest artist. It's going to be weekly starting uh, this Thursday, September 21st at 11 p.m. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> We're, uh, we basically sit down with uh, not just like rap artists, but like uh, DJs, um, like regular comedians, uh, models, who are any, like hip hop heads in general, uh, that are involved in like the entertainment industry in some way, shape, or form, and it's basically just kind of like this outside opinion. Uh, it, it's basically just us. We sit down, uh, we play a song, and afterwards we uh, we do like five minutes of conversation, just talking about like what your perception of what the song is about, what you think of the song. Uh, stuff like you know uh and like the way it kind of affects you like the way you think that like what you think it means on your first listen right for me and uh my co-host we listen to it like 20 times beforehand because yeah. one I i'm not gonna not listen to a song that i like some of them i don't like 
uh, we're going to be listening to some songs that I don't want to be listening to. But that's kind of the point is to like listen to just about anything hip hop related, hear it. And then, you know, it's basically a satire, but, you know, just with hop, like hip hop rap. Wow. Right. I, I love that idea. Um, and uh, are you where where can everyone see this show? Uh, well, it'll be on Ustream live. Uh, we're still coming up with the URL, so follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Uh, if you guys want that, uh, at uh, my Instagram is Max J Sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, this is just one. Yeah, my uh, my porn name is also my Instagram handle, uh, and um. Twitter at uh, Max Does Comedy. Um, you, you guys should follow me. Uh, recognize from Mayday. Uh, he's one of the guys that follows me. Other people should too. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just want to like I want to like do that. It's a fun way to get opinions out there, and I was kind of just doing that anyway, like on my own spare time. Right. Because it's it's pretty much all I do on my spare time. Like if I'm not doing stand up, I'm usually listening to music. Nice. So it, it just seemed like a fun thing. Like a thing good to, fit for yeah. it, like I talk about it nonstop with my friends anyway, so it just made more sense to like do something productive with it. And who's your co-host? My co-host is a, a friend of mine from childhood. His name is Eric, but uh, his he's a DJ. He produces... Uh, his name is his stage name is Beatman E. Okay. Uh, you've met him before. He was the the DJ at uh, when I was hosting the uh, comedy show at the oh, bar. Oh, okay. So cool. he's uh, how's that show? That sh- I uh, we're switching venues because we wanted to do musical guests, but it wasn't really like you know it was in a basement and the stage was very small and right. it just couldn't match the energy and the demographic just wasn't right. It's like a bunch of like preppy, uh, older like just. Oh, I don't want to say it's a lot of white people because I'm white, but like it's and it'll probably contradict what I was saying before. But like it's a lot of like what you expect the stereotype of white people to be. It was pretty much that in a basement right. of a bar, and it just wasn't working out. Like the venue itself would be great as like an open mic, or maybe someone else could do something with it. Right. But for like our vision of what we wanted to do, it just didn't really make sense. So we're trying to find a new venue to kind of put comedians that we think are really good up as well as like artists you should try autos autos shrunken head yeah i haven't i i only just turned 21 a couple months ago and i wasn't able to go in oh, there oh wow yeah i still yeah. had to get you on because yeah like, i've literally been saying for like three years as soon yeah. as you turn 21 i'll get yeah, you on i'll put, you, I'll put you on uh, autos and then and like I, I, i've been yeah. asking you're like oh i'm busy, yeah, no, I'm busy. I'm wait so you were <laughs> born wasn't in, even i'm busy I, i'm busy being 19 <laughs> <laughs> so you were born in 1996 yeah i was born in 1996 <laughs> <laughs> Because before you came on, we were talking about I hooked up with this guy who was born in 1997, and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> I probably went to so high school with him. Yeah. Great, 90, yeah. Queen. 96, I could be Max's mom if I was getting down in high school. Like, <laughs> 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 That's what I was, I was like, damn, like, when this kid People was born, really I was like jerking off already. Like, <laughs> 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 I had... I don't know. I uh, one of the things we talked about on the first episode when we did the takeover show was like homophobia and rap because like DMX says a lot of like gay shit for somebody that's kind of homophobic. Yeah. Like you know, since we're all here, why don't you hold my dick while he's sucking it? Like, uh, 
What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does say some like wait. And so like, also went to jail and smoked crack. So those. Kind yeah, of right. well, I did all of those, but I I don't know. I, I know <laughs> like that's half the demographic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Any, I don't know crackheads on like a personal level, but like all the crackheads I have met never have talked to me about sucking dick. I mean, when they are talking to me, I don't think they think they're talking to me. I'm pretty sure they think they're talking to Satan. Yeah. But like. They're usually like talking. Them crack? Right? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, usually, uh, the I live right. right. I me, live on the s- other <laughs> hand, the crackheads definitely ask me to, you know, suck some dick or get their dick sucked for some money yeah. all the time. Jacksonites. The only, <laughs> <laughs> the only crackheads. Oh, I live in the suburbs, but I live right by, like, uh, it's like a small part of the Bronx where, like, it's only a mile long, so anything past that is like not the suburbs and so like i'll be in uh yonkers at one in the morning getting a sandwich or like getting rolling papers and like there'll be some crackhead in the back like mopping up the floor for food and he'll be in the back talking like mop this shit up right quick get a fucking sandwich but like the way he's saying it <laughs> like the way he's saying it i thought like, and I, I'm, I was high as shit so like He's saying that, and, like, I'm sitting there with... I was actually with Eric. I was like, is he trying to fight us? Because, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I can tell he's on something, and we're not going to win, but, like, that's kind of, like, freaking me out a little bit. But uh, that wasn't where I was going. I was going to say, uh, we, we talk about uh, <laughs> okay. the homophobia with DMX and stuff like that, because there's a lot of, like, oddly homophobic things in, like... Hip hop isn't really that guilty of it now. I mean, like they yeah, but say, no, you like old school hip hop, like back in the day. Yeah, old like, school hip hop shit. Yeah, and like now it's still like you know, oh, all right. At least they're not saying like faggot anymore. But then all of a sudden, like, and then I fucked a dyke bitch. I'm like, did you? <laughs> are you sure? Do you know what that is? Right. And if you did that, how straight are you? Yeah. Like, and like, why? Why did you? So you just like girls that kind of look like, like dudes? dudes? Yeah. Like. I don't know. It's odd, but uh, I don't know. I uh, I I wanted originally to work with Eric. Wanted me to work on him with like to make music, but like I am just not like I can write plenty of stuff, but like I don't have like the actual like background to follow it up, and so I'm fine with that. But like I also realize like I don't think I, sometimes I feel like I'm not homophobic enough because like somebody uh, I had a friend who had like a mutual gay friend come up to me. And he was trying to flirt with me, and I was wearing a Cheech and Chong shirt. And he's like, "I really like your Beatles shirt." I was like, uh, "I don't even like, like, not only are you like, I told you I was straight, but now you're talking to me about like my shirt, and I don't even know how to fucking like talk to you about like, because like now I know what you're here for, and like it kind of gives you like an Wait, inside the Beatles perspective." Made him gay? I don't know. <laughs> he just started talking. He was like, like "You're really cute." Okay. I was like, "Oh, thanks," and he's like. You know, I really like the Beatles. I was like, "Oh, okay." He goes, "Do you like the Beatles?" I was like, "Yeah." Why? Like, why do you ask? Why are you talking about the Beatles? He's like, "Your shirt." I was like, "Oh, this is Cheech and Chong." I just smoke a lot of weed. I I barely even listen to them, let alone the Beatles. And he's like, "Oh, well, if you think like you're ever interested, uh, message me on Facebook." And that was it. He he walked away. And was he also twenty like you? No, like, he was like he was in his mid twenties, maybe early thirties. I don't know how old he is. I don't know him personally. It was just a very odd experience and a very like unnatural conversation. And the fact that he thought uh, Cheech and Chong were John Lennon and whoever the fuck else, right? Because 
the Beatles are not just two people. Yeah, yeah. and like I told, the, <laughs> I told the story. I I told the story to one of my friends who he's like converted to Islam and like he hit on a girl that was trans once and when he found out that wow. she was a boy he was like yo i should beat her up for trying to trick me i like i <laughs> like i don't think she's trying to trick you i think you're just a bigot like right. i told him that story he's like why didn't you fuck him up and like i just don't get it so i don't think like i fit in well enough with that kind of aggression because it's just like i like that kind of music but like i also don't understand like i don't even want to call it hate speech because that sounds kind of sjw-ish but like it basically that's what it is now do you feel that like um because i uh, i um you know and i don't i don't mean to like call you out for it but like you are the youngest person at the table yeah um, <laughs> but like do you just feel like your generation in general is like more like gender fluid more sexually fluid and like that's why like you kind of feel like uh <laughs> You know, like, you don't understand it or, like, uh, because, like, I, I know that, like, I, I usually date guys that are a little bit younger and I kind of find them to be a little bit more sexually, um, they're exposed to more. I think that's what it is. Just yeah, porn doesn't block, like, the shit at the top or the shit at the bottom. You're exposed to more and it affects your opinion. (laughs) I personally, like, I honestly would i'm only on social media because i do stand up i hate social media i hate twitter i think twitter's annoying i think if you can only summarize your thoughts up in 140 characters you're basic and i don't want to talk to you right But, (laughs) but 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 if you're an artist and you heard that i'm just saying it for attention i don't like i mean that's that is my real opinion but i'm lying about the not caring I don't know. Just work with me. I don't no. care. No, no but, I, like, I, but I don't like. I don't like social. I, mean, I don't. I don't, I don't no. like Twitter either. Yeah. I don't like I don't Twitter, but I have it because you have it, to do it for work reasons, yeah. right? So, like, you understand other people doing it as a form of elevating their brand or pushing their content out, but like you as a person don't see yeah. like you know it, it as a personal i think avenue. people emotionally invest too much in social media and a lot of them like throw shade and like on the bright side social media makes dating a lot easier because you can detect red flags from like a fucking picture like uh i mean that i went on a date with this one girl anyway so it was a bad example but uh <laughs> like she posted uh that like if you uh if you lie to me i'm gonna fuck you over I was like, that's a weird thing to say, but you're really pretty, so I'm still going to try to get in your pants because I'm a horrible person. <laughs> and so, like, it it just helps. Like, it helps, but I do feel like uh, people are too – I feel like it's made people very sensitive and, like, they don't know what subjects to really feel sensitive about. And, like, they feel like they have to be, like, all the way into this the same way, like, Democrats and Republicans are, like, all the way on one side of the spectrum or the other – they feel like, oh, if I don't support this fully, then they're going to think this of me. And, like, insecurity starts to settle in, and then people start to get angry, and they just start yelling at each other through a 140-character limit. And they just start, like, hashtag, you're a bitch. Hashtag, stop calling me faggot. Hashtag this, and ha-, and they start, like, arguing. And it doesn't even – it just stops being an argument about, like, the thing that they're actually mad about. And it just turns into things that they should probably see a therapist about. Right. No, I, I agree. And I kind of feel like um, – like – for me, like coming in, like this is, you know, like I'm the old dog at the table, and I'll say that um, 
I don't understand cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like back like back in my day, uh right. like when when somebody them. like got bullied, like someone actually walked up physically to and your face, you in the face and punched you in the face, took your lunch money, took your 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 lunch off the table, Pushed threw down, a drink on you, you something like they physically came yeah. up to you in the no, physical no. realm and did something to your body, and that's that's disgusting. Um, uh, it's gluten free, but <laughs> but like you know he doesn't. And and so that I kind of understand, but like the whole idea of like oh like you know like slut shaming like stop hanging out with shitty dudes that call you a slut like I don't need yeah, a movement that's, right that's what I, I think too like, like, like don't go online and look at like what the people were yeah. saying about you like, well that that goes back to what I was talking about before with the Jay Z you know you're picking and choosing what you hear. You know, oh my god, stop slutching. It's like, stop dating douchebags. What the fuck? Like, yeah, exactly. just have better judgment. Yeah, Learn from right. your mistakes. Like, and it's like, it's one thing to like have the experience and move on from it. Cause like, I've dated plenty of people that, I haven't dated plenty of people that I ended up hating. I, I dated one person that I ended up hating. Everyone else has been pretty normal. But my point is like, you know, that you'll, you'll find people that you think are crazy and you don't want to be around and you might be right or wrong. But the point is, is if you don't like it, get the fuck away from it. Yeah. You're accountable for it. If you don't like it, then you should leave. Like, I just don't feel like slut shaming should, like, hijack feminism. It's just, like, you've just had bad experiences with shitty ass dudes. Yeah. Find dudes that aren't going to call you a slut. Like, I mean, I've slept with, like, you know, my fair share of dudes, and not a single one has ever called me a slut. Like, yeah. just don't hang out with those dudes or don't fuck those dudes. That's the simple. only time I've ever used that word is if somebody, like, asked me to use it or in, like, a like a really stupid joke and it's just like even like during sex if somebody's asking me to say something it's almost like a little weird like call me a slut like are, are you sure because like if i yeah. called you outside of this you'd you'd get upset i don't same thing for slapping though <laughs> yeah no yeah because like, i remember my first time i was like yeah i don't hit women <laughs> <laughs> i know i don't like to hit dudes either but like yeah slap me all right okay. um that yeah i think that's weird man yeah, it's it's strange, but uh, Rima's giving me the like you got to go. So uh, before we wrap up, Max, uh, where can everyone see you next? Follow you on social media. Uh, where can they catch your uh, new podcast? Uh, well, the podcast is going to be uh, it's going to be. I think it's going to be linked through here, like through Flow, but like not under their name, F L O. All right, it's going to be She's linked through FLO. Okay. Uh, and then on Ustream, that's where the podcast is going to be. If you want to keep updated on the podcast, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at the Fire Department Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at the Fire Department Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Max Prinzella's Comedy. My Twitter, again, is Max Lewis Comedy. And the Instagram is Max J. Sprinkles. And, uh, you know, the show, uh, shows, right? Right. Uh, Shows, uh, I don't have anything for a while because I'm supposed to go to a couple of concerts and try to meet some people. But um, uh, shows, I have 138 Ludlow on, I believe, September 20th. Is that no fun? Oh, is it? No. Okay. I don't think so. It's uh, hosted by Christian Espinal. Okay. Uh, And then I have your show on, what is it, the 29th? 29th. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so uh, you can catch this show every Friday from 6 to 8 on BigTalkingBrewskies.com. We're also available on iTunes. I'll be putting out new episodes every Thursday. And uh, catch me this Sunday at Broadway Comedy Club for Stan Prov. It's uh, Tommy McQuellen's show. It's going to be super fun. Wednesday, catch me at Old Man Hustle on Victor Renato's show, The Stupid Show. And uh, I'm Marissa Smith. This has been Big Talkin' Brewskies. And uh, remember, folks, if the son colluded with Russia, so did the father. Have a good weekend. <laughs> America. <laughs> Like me, just do your skill, be the VIP. Now, if you feel it good.